You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Hello and welcome to the JCN Clinic podcast show. I'm Jessica and today I'm joined by Mel Fenwick from JCN Clinic. Hey. Hey, Jess. uh, Mel was with us a couple of weeks ago. You may have heard her on the podcast with me and we've been bringing more of the team on lately to discuss some topics that you guys ask a lot of the time on socials and also topics that we are dealing with on a weekly basis in clinic. And when I asked Mel what she would like to talk about, she threw a few subjects at me and I was like, ooh, they're good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we love the gut space so much. Hey, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So what we're going to talk about today is when an endoscopy is clear but you still have gut symptoms. So I guess we probably should start by explaining what we mean by an endoscopy. I just thought of that, Mel, like (laughs) we know what we mean by an endoscopy, but do you want to start by just telling people what an endoscopy is? Actually, and also, did you mean with this question, (laughs) just to put you on the spot, endoscopy and colonoscopy? Or were you thinking, yeah, Yeah, okay, cool. So basically when endoscopies and (laughs) all the the (laughs) (laughs) oscopies, when we're clear but um, you still have symptoms, what do we do next? But do you want to start by explaining what we mean by endoscopy and colonoscopy for those who are just like, yeah? "Eh?" Yeah, 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 sure. So I guess ends up like it's just a way to view the gastrointestinal tract. Um, like so the, the doctor will, you know, insert the camera, either like how my dad explains it, top and tail, you know, um, from the top or from the bottom, depending on where the symptoms lie, and have a look and see if there's any structural damage there. Um, see if they can see any inflammation, if there's any kind of anything that they can pick up. Um, visually to see if there's anything going on that might um, explain the symptoms that the person is experiencing. Yeah, nice, nice. And this is very much the standard procedure or pathway or diagnostic um, methods that are used by uh, gastroenterologists. And often what we find is that clients will have gone to their GP with their issues and often being referred along to a gastroenterologist. And these are the steps that are often taken to rule out anything that might be going on, as um, Mel said, from sort of top to bottom or mouth to anus is the other one I like. The <laughs> whole bit more graphic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's often, um, yeah, as you said, things like Um, any sort of pathology or functional issues Um, and it's really it's obviously a very important uh, tool and diagnostic tool that can be used and really critical at times Um, so I guess what would be good to talk about though first is in regard to this the 
the journey of a lot of our clients, particularly gut clients that we see when they make that booking with us at the JCN clinic in respect to if they've had those procedures and um, yeah, like kind of that classic backstory that we hear a lot of the time. So did you want to speak a little bit to that? Yes. Yeah. It's such a common thing, isn't it, Jess? Like, you know, the clients will come in Mm -hmm. and they've, you know, like they have gone down the route of, you know, perhaps sometimes even seeing multiple specialists and getting second opinions. But, you know, it really starts with, you know, gut symptoms that have been there. And like what we do most of the time, we kind of just brush it off and be like, you know, it's kind of just, it's not really an issue. But then um, it's happening more and more on a daily basis. Perhaps the symptoms are super severe and they'll go and get testing done. They'll go and get blood tests done. There's some signs of, you know, some a bit of inflammation or um, just things that can be picked up. But, um, you know, so that referral to the gastroenterologist and um, perhaps getting some imaging done, some um, further testing and, you know, maybe something has been found. A lot of the time um, when the clients come into JCN Clinic, it's all clear and they're just kind of like at a, you know, at a loss of what to do next. They're kind of, you know, in a way they kind of come to us as a last resort, you know, like they just don't know what to do next and they just haven't been given um, much information or education or any kind of um, way to address what they're, the symptoms that they're feeling or, you know, sometimes they'll go on medication and um, given uh, a period of time to just trial it and see how it goes and sometimes it is helpful but um, sometimes the symptoms don't actually fully alleviate, like go away. So, um, you know, they come in and they're like, you, you know, um, I tried either a few things or nothing at all yet. Like they just don't um, looking for, I guess, um, a way to fully address it or understand it a bit better. Um, and hopefully trying to rule out um, anything more sinister as well. Like that's why the imaging is done, just to make sure that there's nothing like, you know, kind of rule out those um, rather severe conditions like inflammatory bowel disease, like Crohn's and ulceritis, ulcerative colitis. Um, so that's that's probably the real common thing I see in clients is that they just, yeah, they tried, um, they've gone down that medical route um, and they're just looking for more answers, basically. What about you, Jess? Like, yeah. Mm, no, such a well-explained yeah, very similar and I think it's I think it's sad in some ways that there still is a pattern of as you said people who will come to us as a last resort. Like I think it's over the years it's definitely gotten better. Like more and more people are more aware and it can and it can even sometimes be the flip side where they'll come to us and then we'll run testing which we'll talk about as we move on. And if we have certain things come up in a functional stool test, then we would refer back to a GP to get these procedures to rule out potentially IBD or other potential triggers of those um, more acute inflammatory markers. So that though, that unfortunately I feel like still the rarer case, like majority still seems to be coming through that um, common pathway of seeing a GP potentially, potentially even um, not even making it to the gastroenterologist, like potentially just being diagnosed with IBS and told to manage their stress is a common one that yes. we'll hear. Yeah. Um, 
or referral sometimes like some doctors are getting a bit more savvy about a, maybe a low FODMAP diet but again not understanding the complexities of what that should be used for and how long and why and underlying issues um but yeah I I actually I must admit I do it is nice when a client comes along with their plethora of gut issues and they can confidently say to you I um yes I've had a colonoscopy and endoscopy in the last year or two because it just it can it be really helpful when you do start with them and you do functional testing and if you see some more um alarming signs with that test like you you have that kind of confidence that a lot has been recently ruled out um which is probably another rabbit hole as far as like how that should be managed too and what we would do there. But yeah, totally agree. It's um, it's a common story and I would love to see it change because that process you just explained can go from anywhere from, you know, maybe it's a short time frame of six months, but I think unfortunately a lot of people we say have been going through that process before they even land with us for years and years. And we're just like, oh, God, if we could have just got our hands on you right back at the start. Absolutely. <laughs> and how have you managed to persevere with these symptoms for all of these years? <laughs> one of the. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It breaks my heart sometimes. Yeah. So I guess next as a flow on from there, once that person comes in and is with us at JCN or obviously virtually, whichever way it is, and they've potentially also followed that um, pathway of endoscopy, colonoscopy, and they're there with those gut symptoms going, I've had this stuff all ruled out. I'm still feeling really, really crap. I've got all this stuff going on with my gut. We, we have a general way of approaching this as far as our clinical suspicions um, and then how we would take a case and use that person's symptoms to start to create um, an idea of what treatment might look like or differential diagnosis. So that's a big, big area, but do you want to talk a little bit about what that process might look like next for us once they're with us and what we would first be looking at? Yeah. Okay. So I guess the biggest, like the biggest tool that we can use, especially in that initial consultation is that good um, information taking and just getting to really understand how the symptoms are coming up for them and getting an idea of the history, anything that could have led to it, like yeah, I you know, it's, it's common that, you know, perhaps like a, an event has happened and it's ever since then um, the gut symptoms have been there, like a food poisoning or a huge like life change, stressful event or um, all the symptoms have always been there. But, yeah, something had happened and that just was the catalyst for the symptoms to be become much more severe. So um, we need to get a really good understanding of it from that point of view and then how it's happening for them on a daily basis or if it is just a uh, um, cyclical thing, like is it only coming around once a week or once a month even or, you know, just get an idea of how severe it is, how frequent it is, um, how it's happening over the day before and after meals. Is it more upper or down low or is it happening over the day? Um, it's just it's a lot of questioning around all the functions of the gut and I think that's where um, it's really helpful we have much more time with the person because we can get a really good understanding of what 
of what our suspicions can be like so then we can get an idea of what to do next is like do we do straight into testing or do we go um just with adjusting a few things and seeing how they respond and then um perhaps look into testing in the future um but i think yeah what do you think jess Mm -hmm. Agreed. I was thinking when you say the the most valuable tool we can use straight up is our thinking ears, yeah. <laughs> literally our ears and listening. Yeah. <laughs> a, yeah, a lot of the time when people reach this point, they, I I think just um, as important can be just someone to listen and hear like the full story and ask all of those questions that you just said. Like it's such a it's such a deeper dive than most people have ever experienced. And often those questions and those answers that come are so valuable for us. Um, and also even in the in the consultation itself, you can see a lot of the time clients piecing pieces together yes, themselves. I like love that. <laughs> They're like, yeah. It just made me think of it's something. It's really valuable, <laughs> super valuable because they've yeah. never really been asked those questions so it's like and and often I'll have someone say oh oh that's really silly why didn't I think of that it's like well why would you like it's not your job but it's like you ask those questions you start pointing out relationships or talk about dietary patterns and then how they feel afterwards or bowel movements and yeah it's just like things and even in that initial consultation through questioning can start to click but totally agree like that that initial um, differential diagnosis for us is heavily built on that case taking so we can decide on what is the next step because we know when you come and sort of sit in that chair or sit in your virtual chair, um, we know we have so much we can do to help you. We are are always like, okay, this amazing toolbox with all these things but we need to refine it down and that case taking is how we do that. So yeah, it's, it's very, very, very valuable consultation. Um, and then from there is where we make these decisions as far as the next steps that we need to make for you. And that would be really the last major point here is for people listening to understand and get a bit of an idea of what would that be? So we've, again, they've had these procedures, they've ended up at the JCN clinic, they've had this case taking, they've had a few light bulb moments, they're starting to see, wow, okay, right, I see how this has happened. I've ruled out these other areas with colonoscopy and endoscopy, but now talking to Mel, I'm like seeing how this has developed, I'm seeing where I'm at, I'm starting to see that she's suggesting that there might be A, B and C going on. Um, What would be that next step that we would do, Mel? Yes, so that is, yeah, it's really centred on what we've summarised from their symptoms again. So it's like, um, yes, how severe is it? Like is it, have they, how much have they tried to, like if they have done, like gone down the route of, you know, all that extra, um, you know, seeing specialists and then, maybe they put them on low fat FODMAP diets or maybe they've experimented themselves like maybe they've gone down the route of gluten-free I've had a client recently he's like I've tried everything <laughs> gluten-free dairy-free I eliminated like certain food groups one at a time and yes there's some improvements but after a week it's not like and it's and it can be so confusing like that because guts 
you know, especially when it gets to the point where it's really quite chronic, it's not just one thing that's impacting the overall function. It's, it gets to the point where it's that compounding effect of all these things um, on top of each other. Then it's, you know, that's why a lot of our treatment plans are just quite, um, they can be a little bit complex in the sense it's not just, it's not just a low FODMAP diet. It's not just one supplement. It's, you know, incorporating um, multiple things that are really specific for that person. Um, but, yeah, so it, it can be that next step of if it is super severe, if they've, you know, tried many things already, um, if they already kind of, um, you know, on a restricted diet because foods, like so many foods, aggravate them. So it's like, okay, we need to kind of just jump straight into testing. That would be the next best step. Like it's quite clear that, you know, um, we need to either rule out SIBO or I really do suspect it, like so overgrowth in the small intestine, or if it is, um, you know, it sounds like perhaps it's more of an imbalance in the large intestine. So we need to, you know, just kind of look there, rule things out. It's never um, it's never a point of being like, you know, I think this is it. Um, you know, we need to just do this test and figure it out. It's more like, you know, it sounds more like this. We'll investigate further. We'll start some dietary changes. We'll start with some supplementation. Um, you know, there's there's tends to be, you know, things that we can do with lifestyle as well um, that's going to help. But it's that initial kind of um, implement a plan, do some testing, come back and see how you respond, um, but and then um, go over the tests and go from there. But it can also be just like, you know, if the symptoms aren't super severe, um, you know, that it's, it's kind of hard to define. It's more like, okay, well, let's start with some, you know, shifting of the diet. Let's start with some nice calming supplements or, you know, something that's really relevant for them and see how they respond in four weeks and then go from there. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. You know, what I was thinking too, as you're explaining that is whenever we would start any consultation with a new client, we don't sit in that consult knowing before we even start what we're going to do like we don't have we don't have like this set structured protocol that we apply to every single person it doesn't work like that as you just really nicely outlined because and I appreciate it's hard to it's like you know what do we do next it's like well how long's a piece of string like <laughs> yeah. you know, it depends on the person <laughs> depends on like what's going on depends on their finances depends 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 so we don't we do not know until we've had that full hour and a half with someone until we're at the other end, what we want to do. And there's, there's often um, a, an ideal plan. Um, and then we have to look at what's achievable for that person too. So even though we're like, okay, they, we'd love them to have, we, we're like, okay, I think we definitely need this and this functional test and, ideally be great if we could do this with their diet and do this with these particular supplements. We have to also run that through with that person because there's a lot of factors they need to consider as far as, yeah, finances, their lifestyle. Also, what are they even able to change? Like, you know, you can have someone, right, that's so you're just like frothing to do all the things, but you can see that they're so not ready that you might need to do it in more um easy steps to get them to where they need to be and that might be that the process of the treatment itself is slower but that might be again something we would address straight up but yeah it's multi it's multi-pronged as you said it's considering functional testing which is huge as far as additional information 
it's considering what supplement support may be needed, not always needed, but often needed definitely when it comes to the gut and gut issues. Um, and then diet is, is huge and epic and that it's different from every person. That's why, again, like, you know, to go right back to what we're saying at the start, someone just being blanketed with the classic low FODMAP diet, like well, you and I know that that every single client of ours that have nuances in how we approach their diet, there might be a, there might be similarities that we apply in the gut space, but you would not pick, I wouldn't pick one of my clients and put them next to your client and they would look the same in, in what they're doing and their treatment plan. So I, I, and that's something that I think is so valuable in what we do. And I'm really proud of with everything that our practitioners do at JCN because it's so individualized. And I think like that, it, that is so vital for these people to finally get answers and not be put in a box again. Like, oh, it's, yeah, no. Okay. You've come to us with IBS. Let's just treat IBS as far as this is our IBS protocol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a low format diet. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And look, that's, that's just running through that starting point. You know, there's a whole relationship that develops and blooms from there and how we guide people through. But I think just to summarize, like I, what we want you to take from this is that there's a whole world of opportunity to feel well and really well, like resolution from these like gut issues that can plague you for years and years. And sometimes often we'll see for decades. Um, and yeah, there, there is, there are answers after endoscopy and colonoscopy. It's not just a closed door. We found a few polyps where you've diagnosed you with IBS. That's it. So please, please, if you're experiencing gut issues, um, and you feel like you've had the door closed, um, open the door up, <laughs> reach out. And, you know, if, even if it's not us, like, obviously we'd love to help you, but yeah, it's just, I'm so passionate about that. And I know you are too. So I don't live with it. Right. Absolutely. Jess, it's, it's one of my main reasons of wanting to get more into, you know, like I love that part of being, you know, at JC and it's that being able to help people with the serious gut conditions that they just kind of, you know, sums up as being like, oh, you know, I'm just something I've got to live with now. Um, you know, it just happens every time I eat or, you know, like just these little things that people say and you and you think like now that now that we know um, more about it with the stuff that we've learned, it's like, well, yeah, like we, we could understand better what's going on. Um, yeah. And I think that is, you know, such a huge part of it too is just giving that education and more understanding to, um, to everyone of, you know, understanding their guts a bit more. That's you know, like that. Even that isn't quite empowering. Yeah, beautiful. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thanks, Mel, for joining yes. and discussing that awesome topic that I know you and I could talk forever about. One but our favorite topics. Like trying to keep them <laughs> short for you guys. A little little sound bites. Um, just as an FYI, we are taking some of our online courses and putting them 
on YouTube as free content for you guys. And what we've talked about today with some of the information that is on YouTube is quite relevant um, as far as like understanding your gut and starting to get, I would say what I love the more than anything is a sort of concept of empowerment about your gut health and un, um, with understanding what's going on. So I'll pop the link in the show notes if that is something that interests you and you can head over and learn a little bit more in your own time. Very cool. Very cool, <laughs> But thanks heaps, Mel, for joining and thank you to everyone for listening today. Um, we would love you to share this episode, like if there's been some valuable nuggets in this and you know someone that would appreciate a listen please share Um, and we'd love it if you could leave us a a special little mention in our reviews because that helps people find us which is um, also super valuable yeah so we can help more people (laughs) that's it (laughs) (laughs) but otherwise have a fantastic day and we'll chat to you next time